There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the morning after on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the morning after STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn. Iggy Strode, the Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to The Morning After. Still unsponsored. Place your sponsorship here, Doug. Well, I, don't I think Sound Story's going to buy it, I'll be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be great. All right, fine. Well, done. Maybe we'll do the phone lines. Nice Maybe we'll do the 8 o'clock hour. Maybe we'll do the 9 o'clock hour. I don't know. Oh. We're considering all options. We're in the Michelob Ultra Studios. You can text in the EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, uh, Kenneth Iggy Strode. The Plowhawk is vacationing this week. And so Jackson Burkett will be on the ones and twos. And KG and O-Town is in the Sekman Studios? Rockwood School District Studios? Is that what that is? Yeah. What are they called? Segment, uh, Segment Studios, Fox C6 School District. Nice. Oh. What does the C6 mean? Yeah, what does that stand for? Cuck. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Cuck 6. That is correct, actually. That refreshed my memory. Yeah, Kirkwood was always R7. What does that stand for? I don't know. Cuck? Recuck, I guess. I, I don't know. Why do we need that? Well, it's 710. Nice... What the F, guys? That's from Bobo Brazil, Doug, and he Bobo is not Brazil. happy in the YouTube chat. He used to be on Wrestling at the Chase, Bobo Brazil. Well, he's in the YouTube chat now. Okay. And he is none too pleased with the start of the program. Uh, Jackson, uh, would you like to issue an apology? This is your chance. My bad. Look Not at me. that passion. It's, uh, yeah, it's my bad. What do you think you can do to get better? Uh, focus on the fundamentals. Okay. Uh, All right. Regroup and then come back with a appetite for greatness. Okay. God, I like that. Yeah. That's nice word salad, and we like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rob, man. 710. Oh. Unprecedented. That's from Ken's wedding Gosh. toast. Uh, we disappointed the listeners right out of the chute. There is a shot of uh, Nathan McKinnon and Cole Komet Jackson. Do you have the, oh. the text line up? I forgot about that. Uh, I don't. I guess I pull what it happened? up. What uh, happened? Jackson stunned me and Jamie Rivers on Balloon Party last week by saying... Uh, the, you know, the, the top duos in respective sports, Mahomes, Kelsey, obvious. You said Otani, Trout makes sense in baseball, yeah. even though that might not necessarily be production-wise, but certainly most recognizable, I think. And then he busted out the uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl nice. out of nowhere. Yeah. But then also said it could be McKinnon 
and Cole Komet. Of course, Cole Komet not playing with the Avalanche this year, but rather the Bears' tight end. So he lost what equity he might have gained. It did seem to upset the Balloon Party listeners more than they rewarded you for the Dreisaitl McDavid play. And that's really off-brand. Right. No, people would much rather pounce on someone who makes a mistake than to praise (laughs) someone who does something good. Right, 100%. Yeah, you know, I messed up. Cole Komet, though. I mean, those hands in the end zone. Mm -hmm. What do you say now? Mm -hmm. What do you say now about Justin Fields? Yeah, we're uh, yeah. the Justin Fields haters now. Right. I don't know. Just ignore the fourth quarter. <laughs> don't know that there's a lot you even can say at this point. Welcome to Cooktober. Brady Stiffarm, a.k.a. Heisman, going to run LSU by three scores. That's from Larry Thornton, and I'm a Larry Thornton lover. Mm-hmm. Amen. You were at the game in uh, Nashville, weren't you? I was. I was a pony. What, a, Doug, I, I think perhaps more so than ever. Today is one of the greatest Sadie Hawkins in the history of sports. Oh I'm really trying to get on Get Up or First Take. Maybe Get Up, then okay. First Take. Family wants to move to Jersey. You better start screaming. I'm gonna. What is the lead today? I mean, Jackson's going to have to figure this out for the Little Piddles Monday. Uh, we can wrap up yeah. by Angry Beaver. Can't go wrong. The choices are, are um, another Mizzou win, a Wainwright calling it a career, the Ryder Cup. Uh, not a whole lot crazy happened yesterday in the NFL, right? Uh, I would imagine a lot of people lost money last night. I could be wrong on that. And in general, yesterday. Yesterday was the day for my plays at Circa. I was on, I guess everybody was probably on the, well, don't guess. I see the numbers. Everybody was on the Dolphins, pony. Everybody was on the Eagles, pony. Everybody was on the Bengals, pony. Everybody was on the Chiefs, pony. And pony, 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 pony means the public was not covering. Pony, 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 pony. Okay. All right. I saw people this morning were actually complaining that Mahomes slid. Well, he right, did the right thing. It's the right thing. I guess you all had Kansas City. That's why you're bitching. But sure. Or Mahomes in fantasy football. Doug, you have Mahomes in fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. He hadn't done much. Shouldn't have slid, should he, Doug? I, I didn't. Hundred percent right play. Yeah, it was the right play. Was that to stop the run out the clock there at the end? Yeah. And it was the right play. And he could have had a touchdown. Yeah. Well, they're up a, by three, right? I can't recall who it was. Oh, maybe it was uh, Notre Dame. Uh, they scored a late touchdown, ran it in. I think Marcus Freeman, right after the game, said, in an ideal world, he slides at, like, the five, so they just kick the field goal. A little different with college kickers than an NFL kicker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like the 25-yard field goal isn't as much of a lock in college as it is in the pros. But, um, yeah, it gave Duke the ball back, and then they lost their quarterback. Is that Riley Leonard, the high ankle sprain? So the Chiefs were up by three, and he had a chance to run a touchdown, and he slid? Yes, and then they were able to kneel on it as opposed to run it in and then give the Jets the ball back, and you don't want to give Zach Wilson the ball back. No, but if you run it in, then you're up by two scores. I understand, but what does it matter? You kneel on the ball, and it's over. You slide. I mean, is the goal to win the game or to win your fantasy? Well, it's a double-edged sword there. You can't have both. Yeah. I would... That game kicked off at three and a half. Right. Most books, oh. anyway. And so when he slid, I can't imagine. And I bet there were some people who lost money at noon and three o'clock, noon in particular. And then they're going, holy crap. I'm going to go double or nothing on Sunday night. Chiefs are only minus three and a half. They were only minus three and a half. Yeah. Holy crap. That's the kind of game, if and when I ran a book in Columbia, Missouri, and I have to check with counsel as to uh, is what the statute of limitations is on that. 
uh, that was the kind of game where, especially since it was the Chiefs, everyone would have bet the Chiefs, and all hell would have broken loose mm-hmm. yeah. for them. Well, they were that much better. I, I don't think anybody saw Patrick Mahomes taking a knee near the goal line. So Todd Gurley, were, Todd Gurley were, set that precedent. Yeah, they were ten points better than the Jets, so <clears throat> it was a reasonable bet. Sure, but I would think a lot of people probably saw the Dolphins put up seventy last week and go, oh "My God, they're getting points against the Bills." Oh, the overline in that game was a lock. That's the one I asked Lisa Ann on Friday. I said, "Are you surprised it's so low?" What was the final of that game? Forty-eight twenty. Was that it? Was forty-eight? Yeah. Sixty-eight. No, the total had to be like fifty-three. It actually went up to fifty-seven. Ooh, oh, good weather in Buffalo. Well, okay then. Yeah. So what's the lead? Even then, the doggies have clinched the West yeah. with uh, LAFC losing last night. I would say in this town, it's probably the end of the Cardinal season and Wainwright saying goodbye. I doubt it. <laughs> I would say that's the most important thing. The Cardinal well, they, they, baseball sucked all year. Who cares? It's over. Well, the Cardinals are clearly the most. I mean, it's obviously popular game in town. <laughs> He's arguing with you. It's obviously Joe LaCava. Get a life, what? dude. No, it's got to be Mizzou. I would think. What? I would think so. No. <laughs> middle. Of the I almost fell asleep during that game. <laughs> I really did. I'm like, God. Yeah. I know. Can't wait till the season starts next week. You don't have to like the Cardinals to. to Realize yeah, they're the most important game in town, most popular and the most important. Well, we've been we've been recapping this season all year. When in the well, I don't think it's the season. I think it's Wainwright. Yeah, okay. Well, what would you say it is? I would think Mizzou, but really, I agree with Iggy. <laughs> oh, for crying in a bucket! Only because I'm sitting here staring at the new old Vienna chips with. Uh... Is this off? Well, is this on? Is this reason. on the log? No, it's just they. They when people drop stuff off, you just thank them. That's the way you're thanking. You do them, via email. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have his email. No. Luther's? Luther Burns' new hot ripple chips are coming out. They're going to be at Schnucks this week. Did we all get some? Yeah, I got one for each of you. Oh, nice. Doug, well, get I some ripplets. Yeah. I did. My friend Kenny, who handles this stuff, just dropped them off and said, if you want to give him a mention, go ahead. If not, I want you guys to enjoy. So nice. Doug, it was a nice a bag of potato chips. Okay, I guess that makes Mizzou the lead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just figured what you guys like to talk about, I figured you want Mizzou. I don't really care. Jackson, what is the lead? How are you going to order the Lil Piddles Monday morning Angry Beaver weekend wrap-up? I assume it's the Blues and the Stars, if you want to play to the audience. Right. I actually, it, I had to look in the mirror this morning for a long time and say you're going to have to bump the Blues and Stars recap. Mm, oh, that's a miss. Uh, on 101 ESPN in St. Louis, after the season that's been and uh, Wainwright's career, you have to lead with Wayno, even if it's not something that you really, like, are fired up to talk about because there's no real analysis there. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, recognizing greatness. It certainly is the first thing you talk about. And then after that, you know, you can kind of pick and choose what you're most passionate about, and that's the second story. But the lead after that weekend uh, and after Wainwright's 20 years in St. Louis is out of way. They do a segment with him every Wednesday, right? Who's they? 101 ESPN show. The opening drive does, yeah. Okay. Well, they're probably leading with that then. Well, well, they will, but this is our show we're talking about. Well, Jackson just said 101 ESPN. Right. Well, he was at, if I'm if I'm ordering the Little Pills weekend wrap up presented by the Angry Beaver, then I'm going to lead with Adam Wainwright. Uh, here is that they tweet out uh, the opening drives uh, lineup, Doug. Here it is. Okay. 7:30. NFL four downs, week four. Eight o'clock, 
should hashtag STL fans, nice hashtag Rockio, <laughs> be bothered by other movement in the NL? 815, Chris Kerber. 845, can Mizzou football move to 6 0? 930, STL City SC makes more history. Here you go. That's a nice little outline. So 7 o'clock would have been Wainwright? I would gather that's the play. So Rocky will miss what they're going to talk about to start the show? I don't have the answer to that question. All I know is hashtag STL fans. <laughs> and I like that. When you click on hashtag STL fans, what comes up? Well, I'm going to hold another show. Hopefully Ella Reese. I'm going to hold another station accountable. Maybe our lead is the fact that we didn't get started till like 7 10. <laughs> <laughs> are most and that a guy about. who used to perform at wrestling at the chase is pissed? Right. He, he can't still be alive. Again, I'm enjoying the show. Well, me too, base burglar. Without Mahomes, the Chiefs might win three games. He's more valuable to them than Brady was to the Patriots. It's Bobo Brazil. That's kind of a mm. take. Yeah. Chalk it up. I don't know about that. The Patriots are ju- have been just another team. And Belichick, just another coach. As soon as Brady left. Okay, you know Towns in the YouTube chat. Sup, Nick? What it do? Oh, you like that? What I kind of like. Talk is that? I got a little gangster Pete in me. What it do? <laughs> that Stop means it. you're going to really be defeated within the next year. Mm-hmm. I'm mentally stronger than him. Wow, gangster mm. Pete. Gosh. Bobo Brazil died in '98. Yeah, I thought it's been a while. So it's his hologram that's in our YouTube mm. chat. Uh, you can watch on YouTube. You can see a new shirt that I'm wearing from the uh, TMASTL shop collection. And we have a shirt for this week's Missouri LSU game, Doug. And uh, it's Brian Kelly grinding on recruits. Oh, no. And I believe it's something along the lines of Missouri football. We don't dance with our recruits. Something like along it. those lines. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to wear that to the blackout on Saturday, uh, you got to get it uh, and order it at TMASTLshop.com. It's up. Everything is 10% off when you check out. It is at TMASTLshop.com along with this, along with what Jackson is wearing. That is available in a hoodie. The Brian Kelly shirt only available in T-shirts. Get it now and wear it to Columbia on Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff. Uh, all right, so Doug Adam Wainwright, mm. uh, he pinch hit. He struck out. Yes, he did. Uh, standing ovation. Yadier Molina was there. Uh, Albert Pujols was there. And uh, they had a little pregame mm-hmm. ceremony for him. Um do you have John Mazalak in there? Uh, so uh, that audio, I could not find anywhere. Oh, no. Oh, I, I looked, that's I looked lead. And, and looked and looked. And I could, well, I mean, like, like the Cardinals aren't going to tweet out the president of baseball operations <laughs> being booed. He was booed. Oh, was he booed? Yeah, like, he was booed. I don't know. Like, everyone tweeted out the quote that he's like, I thought they were saying Newt Bar, but uh, that audio, I at least couldn't find it. That's, it would have been great if the Cardinals tweeted right, it out. Like, like Valley Sports Midwest, like here's President of Baseball Operations, getting, John Mozeliak, getting booed. Getting booed by hashtag STL fans. How yeah. much did he get booed? Really loud? Uh, I don't it know was noticeable trying. enough for him to say, I thought they were saying Newt. Oh. Right. So was I it, wish, I wish I could have found it. Was that on, was it broadcast? Like yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised nobody put it on the fan page and just videotaped their TV screen and put it up there. That's usually what happens. It's on them. It's on our listeners. This one's on you. Yeah. I was driving all afternoon yesterday, so I wasn't. Yeah. Chi Town stand up. Next to the television thought, set. Yeah. You would have thought somebody would have made a bigger deal out of Best that. fans in baseball. Yeah. This is the only show where the quote talent. Doug, was that a shot? Mm-hmm. I 
think it was. <laughs> Admonishes the audience for listening to the show, mm-hmm. and this same talent will then go over the outline for a competing show that runs at the same time as theirs. That's from Nathan from the East Side yeah. This competition yeah. between us and 101 is heated. It really is. Radio Wars. So much so, I do a show there. <laughs> uh, Tim, did you see there was a second one? Doug, what does that mean? A from the 217. Second booing? That's what we're talking about. A second one. Tim, there's a second one. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, a second outline? Uh, <laughs> just Is that from Bobo Brazil again? Uh-huh. <laughs> that YouTube chat is hot today. Oh. What up, KG? Morning, Jake. Uh. Is there a second show? A second shirt, maybe? Hmm. I, yeah, I we'll just, just ignore that. because. And we, and we weren't admonished. When did we admonish the audience for listening to the show? I sure don't remember no, it. No, I honestly, no, I'm no. asking. Maybe I... I think he's referring to us mentioning that people were that we weren't on at 710 and we're just reading text. That's all we're doing. So okay. not admonishing anybody. We're just reading text you send in. We sure don't like to be admonished. <laughs> uh, not bad at the game. Strong to quite strong out on Broadway the night before. Well, this is KG Notown texting with Who's oh. Your Daddy? Okay. Threw me off. How much ass did Jackson get this weekend? Birthday hawk. None. I guess that's what people want to hear about. They want to hear about your trips. You wouldn't tell us if you did, would you? I don't think he would. Uh, and I think I got to tell you something. I don't like it, but I respect it. Does that make sense? Like if I were in his spot, I'd do the mm-hmm. exact same thing. For the show's sake, I'd like to hear about it. Right. For Jackson's life, he's doing the right thing. We want some juicy details. He is doing the right thing. I, I boast about mine, and it's come back to bite me in the ass. But Yeah, I, just, I, was, I wasn't in downtown Chicago, so it wasn't like a... I wasn't out at Hoffman you know, Estates. Tau. I was. I was out. You know. I was Where were you? In Geneva, Illinois, the western suburb, oh. playing in a golf tournament for my buddy's family. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily call it the most glamorous oh. of weekends, but it was really fun. Nothing really special. Nothing of note. So. What'd you do after golf? Uh, hung out. Went out. Had some beverages. Huh. Yeah. I mean, we had a great time, but there was nothing. Small little city or a nice suburb or. It's a. It's. You know, just a suburban Chicago town. Okay, we're not going to get much information out of this fellow. <laughs> There's not much to tell. Mm-hmm. Doug, the lead is the dogs. Bark, bark. That's from Lady Gaga's Fupa. Oh, okay. I would, I would truly, if you ask St. Louis sports fans, but then that, that's not really our audience. Like what the lead is. Like, if we're doing the one-on-one thing right now, what the most people care, like, care about, I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. It's tough. That's why I thought this was yeah. the greatest Sadie Hawkins of all time. Boy, it could be. Yeah, the way nothing just, it just, you, there's not much analysis to have there. Like, there's like, topics you want to talk about that require more analysis, Missouri, the NFL, the Ryder Cup, that's all analysis-based stuff, whereas Wayno, you're just kind of just being like, that was really cool. Yeah. And thank you to Wayno for an mm. incredible career. So I think it's still the lead. I just don't think it's the most engaging. He seemed to get a nice dog. Analytical topic. Yeah, that was nice. He said it was a truffle finder. That's why <laughs> they described it, a dog that can find truffles. I feel like Plowsy would have a take about that. Yeah. Uh, Plowhawk is out this week vacationing, uh, and he will be back next Monday. Is that correct? I think so. I think he's just a week oh. out. I think he'll be back Friday for the uh, 3 o'clock. Oh, three, that's right. Yeah, 3 yeah. o'clock tea time. No, three hit and giggle. Yeah. Me and my dad and my son playing as a threesome. Dangerous threesome. I don't know. What? Well, I'm sure it will be, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I'm playing you. with my brother and my dad. That's a Dangerous threesome. Dangerous threesome. I would not Dangerous pairing. That. I would not 
Travis's hat. It'll be a great time, though. Family affair. Yeah, you can sign up, tmastl.com, for the Michelob Ultra Hit and Giggle this Friday at Family Golf and Learning Center. It is the Hit and Giggle brought to you by Michelob Ultra, along with our 7 o'clock hour sponsor, Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota online at tmastl.com. That's where you can register. It's $55 per person. That includes your food and your beer and your golf at Family Golf and Learning Center. TMA Hit and Giggle brought to you by Michelob Ultra benefiting the Megan Meyer Foundation. This Friday at Family Golf and Learning Center, your $55 ticket will include nine holes, beer for Michelob Ultra, and lunch or dinner depending on your Tea time. Michelob Ultra, sponsor of our studios, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. If you are looking for an insurance agent, or even if you're not, you should work with James Carlton. He's online at carltoninsurance.net. Usually with us on Mondays, will not be uh, able to join us today in studio. He is online at carltoninsurance.net, has 325 five star reviews on Google. James Carlton is my insurance agent. I am so happy I made the switch and I would love for you to make the switch as well because then you will experience the incredible customer service that we experience as well. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. Jackson, tell the people about Circa. Sure. Well, the Circa Sportsbook app, the and the home, Circa, of course, is the world's largest sportsbook in Las Vegas. And has come to Illinois. The Circus Sports app is sports betting the way it should be. Big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. And the Circa Sports app is in Illinois. It is official. It's the up, Circa Doug. The Circa Sportsbook is in Illinois. Woo-hoo. Visit CircaSports.com for more details. You can hop on, sign up for the Circa Sports app, which is now available in Illinois. Get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Get on board, Missouri. Come on. Pass a law. All these other states are having all these nice casinos and sports books opening and we sit here like a country bumpkin. Oh. Takes. Well, we are kind of of country bumpkins. Mm-hmm. Flyover country. Uh, Doug, in the circa millions this week, I uh, had the Bills minus three, the Commanders plus eight, the Titans plus two, and the Raiders. I lost by a point and a half. Uh, and I got the Giants tonight. So, uh, and they're. Uh, I got it at a pick. It is Giants minus one against the Seahawks. I went, I went to bed last night after the Jets had tied it, and I said, there's no way. I'll wake up tomorrow morning. There's no way Kansas City can win this game. Mahomes just looked awful, and the Jets were hot. Sure enough, I got up this morning and 23-20. Mm-hmm. Well, when you give up two third and 20s, that's not going to help that's you. That's a problem. Maybe that's our lead, the Jets. I'm sure it was on the Greenberg show. Yeah. I wonder what Francesca's thoughts are on Zach Wilson, because he's kind of gone back and forth. Uh, let's see. Chiefs were minus two to open. Jets plus two. Just a strange line. Yeah, and then when it kicked off, it got to seven and a half if you wanted your best Chiefs line or eight and a half if you wanted your best Jets line. Either way, he scores the touchdown and they cover. So it did not kick off at three and a half. Uh, I'd like to apologize. Uh, whatever the lead is, it will come back to whatever Iggy wants to talk about. That's from Chairman Steve in Wildwood. Well, it'll come back to it eventually, so it won't be the lead. 
Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of dumb. Well, we're 30 minutes into this. I guess we can move on to the second story. <laughs> we around the Wayne White story. Have we even got Exhausted the one yet? That. I don't even think we've got one. Talk got briefly one about yet. the dog he got. Who? A truffle finder. Yeah. Cardinals wound up 71-91. and 91. Heck of a year. Tied with Washington for the second worst record in the National League. I guess Jordan Walker led him in hitting. Hell of a lineup last yesterday. There were, there's, it's the last day of the season. There was a guy playing I never heard of. Well, a bunch of them. Well, they've it's a hot take for the morning. Match that, 101. <laughs> Some of those guys have played before. There's a, there was one guy, I can't remember his name. I, who is this? Coles? No. Yeah, they brought no, a couple guys up right off. at the end. Let him, let him be in the major leagues for a day or two. Uh, Adam Wainwright, uh, here is what he had to say uh, yesterday, Doug. Okay, hit the lever. <sighs> I'm exhausted. I'm absolutely, completely drained in a good way you know it's just um beyond uh anything i could have ever expected you know i mean watching yadi and albert send off last year i thought man that is so they are so deserving of that and i was so proud that they got to share that together um i would have never thought in a million years that i would get anything like that i just you know just uh taken aback very honored very um i feel just as blessed as i've ever felt in my whole life so um yeah, I just kept I kept looking at Steven and I go, Are you sick of me yet, man? I'm I'm kinda sick of me right now. Like uh but, but you know what? I'll I'll remember these three days for the rest of my life. You know, Adam a lot of Doug, you have a problem with the editing. <laughs> no. Who's Steven? Now like uh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Thick media laugh. <laughs> Thick media laugh. I Did like. you say Steven's getting tired of me? I'm not sure who's Steven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's that? Maybe Steven Matz? Well, that's the guy I'd pick yeah. out of the, of the entire team to say he's tired of me. I don't know. I don't know I don't what know. Steven would be. Maybe he's one of the guys behind the scenes putting all this stuff together. Wasn't Steven one of the guys producer Joe lived with or something? I thought that was Knuckles. <laughs> it was yeah, Klaus. Klaus. Yeah, Klaus. Klaus. Brad and Josh, Steven. Nigel was in there somewhere. <laughs> Hello, Vivian? Vivian was a... That had been my follow-up. Who's Steven? <laughs> Oh. Mm. Well, it would have been nice if they had been able to do this with a team now heading to the playoffs. But since it was such a horrendous year, it, at least it ended on something of a happy note, at right. least something to talk about the final weekend at of the year. At least get some fans in the building yeah. towards the, that last weekend. Yeah. Otherwise, I couldn't imagine what the attendance would have looked yeah. like on a beautiful weekend when there's so much else going on. What do the Cardinals give them? A well, dog, they, but was there any mention of a dog? They did give him a dog. <laughs> yeah. Dog? He's, you said it. I've you know. already said it. They I, gave him a dog that hunts truffles. I heard it. I thought you were talking about the soccer team. Mm. No. <laughs> we were talking about, what are it's we talking about? discussed twice. I thought you said dogs. <laughs> he had said that he wasn't going to get a dog until he retired as a player, and he had all of his kids there, his beautiful children all there, and they presented him, now that he retired, here's a dog, and they, a cute little puppy, and they all were very happy. I didn't hear all that. They gave him, well, they gave him a guitar, a nice Gibson guitar, painted with cardinal memorabilia and sayings from his children written on the back of it. Uh, his teammates gave him a riding lawnmower, he said afterwards, after the game. A 2000 series. I, I guess that means something. What else did he get? Uh, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the dog in, it's the, size of the, dog in the fight. Well, that's right. exactly right. 
That sounds uh, like some nice presents. They were some wonderful gifts, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Normally they give you crap. They don't give you crap normally. They give you fabulous items. If you're a star like that. The Padres cut him a check for 5K. <laughs> <laughs> he needed that. Lord the brewer, knows. Brewers did too. Our brewers, my apologies. For a foundation, maybe? Or? Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you can, that was a thought that counts. You're giving a guy who made like $170 million <laughs> in his career, here's another 5000 Ali Marmol had this to say regarding the campaign. Quote, I want a clubhouse full of guys that has one thing on their minds, and it's not themselves. It's winning a championship. So you start by weeding those out. Hello again, everybody. Well, who does that include? <laughs> Do we name names? Throwing people under the bus the last game of the season, too? Well, he didn't name any names. No, but he's, there's somebody in there he's talking about. Well, I agree. Doug, you want to go through the roster? Who are we talking about out there? I, was, it a, was it a callback to the way we started the season with Tyler O'Neill? <laughs> I would imagine he's live. Yeah. Or they well, won their last game. Can't imagine it's the first baseman. Can't imagine it's the third baseman. It's harder to pinpoint in baseball because it really is, in so many ways, an individual sport. Right. You're up there batting by yourself. Maybe it's a Steven guy. It could be Steven. Maybe it's Michaelis. It would be a little easier in basketball if you got a guy who won't pass. Right, he shoots right. all the time. Right. Same thing in hockey. You could tell if a guy's not a team player. Baseball, what's he supposed to do? You play your position, you try to get a hit when you're at the plate. That's feel, about it. Feel, <laughs> feel the ball and put it in your pocket. Yeah. Well, yeah. according to him in May, this win yesterday yeah. will go a long way to leading to next year. Because be. when you lose a game uh, in the middle of the year, yeah. well, remember when he said they lost the game, he said, this is going to bode well toward mm-hmm. the end of the season. September. Right. We'll learn from this. So, uh, yeah, win. You can go in the offseason and build on this victory yesterday. Yeah, one and no mentality. This is one Just of go out and get Gabe Kapler seasons. and get rid of this guy. One of the most bizarre seasons they've had in my memory. Well, you think there'll be any terminations today? This is usually the day where managers no. get fired? no. Uh-uh. Buck Showalter gone in New York. Gabe Kapler gone before the final weekend in uh, yeah. San Francisco. I don't know if that was because they were trying to orchestrate the Crawford exit and make that the focal point. I don't know what the, that was about. Um, I would imagine within 24 hours there will be a change in some capacity. I don't know whether it will be with Melvin or somebody else with the Padres. I would imagine there will be one in the Bronx. Uh, they've already done the one in Boston. Yeah. But they like what they saw here. Yeah. Hmm. Those other teams didn't have the success that the Cardinals had. <laughs> they weren't as happy with the direction of the club as they are here. It's a shame all these good managers are available. and got a vote of confidence for this guy. It, it's pretty darn hard to believe how you could have done any worse. Don't you think one of us might have been able to skipper the team to a 71-win season? Yes. Is, that's possible, I think. Just put the best lineup out there and sit on your hands. Probably better because I think most of us in here would have not don't usually take pitchers out in the sixth inning throwing seventy eight pitches. Yeah. And bring in a bullpen that has blown ninety five saves this year. Yeah. Again, the only explanation is he wasn't the one calling the shots. Mazalak's calling the shots. Somebody in the press box tells him what to do. Maybe Ali was talking about a morning HD two host who constantly interrupts the show to talk about himself. Mm. That's from the Angel of the Morning After. Well, that makes oh. no sense because uh, I'm not on the team, so. The Cardinals have announced uh, that Mo and Marmol are both being extended with lifelong contracts. That's from Danny Tanner. Probably. That's probably more likely. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe. It'd be one thing if this was a former great player. You know, if they had made Albert Pujols a manager and you stumbled through a 71-91 and 91 season, you'd say, well, we can't get rid of him yet. It's another for a guy who came here with 
no managerial experience and never played. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I guess I do get it, but I hate to keep repeating myself. Is he must not be the one calling the shots. <laughs> the manager doesn't make the lineup in St. Louis, Doug. That's from Danny Tanner. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Or make the pitching changes. Or have much to do with personnel. I guess not. Because he would have been easy to blame if he was the one calling all the shots. Outside of Tyler O'Neill, I wonder who he's talking about. Because we I mean, to say we got to get rid of those. The only thing that I could think of is Flaherty, but he's been traded. Well, you got to get rid of those. You start by weeding those out. So it's not, you know, Flaherty or anybody else that went away at the deadline. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that was uh, per Jeff Jones, who writes for the Belleville News Democrat. That was the answer to Derek Gould asking what the first step is in ready, getting ready to compete in 24. Uh, that is a hell of an indictment on whoever he was talking about, which he did not elaborate on. Perhaps Jose Fermin? You think it, what about Palacios? Irving Lopez? <laughs> Look at the people on the team. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Drew Rahm set him off over two months. <laughs> <laughs> I can't it's imagine. I mean, what a... You had you, you had a terrible rotation. Like if there wasn't a if Tyler O'Neill wasn't I don't know. I'm, it's right. it's such an odd. It's hard to imagine there's some player on the team going into his <laughs> office saying I have to bat third. Right. What I, are you doing? Hit me seventh. When the team had a when they had a team ERA in June of, of six plus, yeah. I was thinking these guys are just too selfish. That's the problem. They're thinking about yeah. themselves too. I much. guess it, there could be some starting pitchers saying, "Let me go longer. Don't take me out so early. I still got it." Yeah, but most of them are gone. Larry Thornton's theory is Ryan Helsley. He says he'll only pitch when he's full energy and won't go back to back. I thought that was more about his injury. Yeah, it's but maybe like, I'm off. It's more like a team thing telling him when he's going to pitch. Well, when he's healthy, he's awfully good. Maybe Gallegos has he pitched in a while? They shut him down. I think. They must have 15 people they shut down before the end of the year. Yeah. Well, 10 anyway. Well, they haven't played a regular roster in a long time, so I don't know who it would be. Unless right now, it, it's don't just... give us a slurpee because, hey, we're trying hard. Oh. <laughs> it, just, it just seems like such a mess right now. It's hard to imagine you could make even two or three moves to, to turn it around. Maybe you can. I, I don't know. This, this will say, because, again, I'm auditioning for get up and first take. Mm-hmm. But I have never been more interested in a Cardinal offseason than what we're about to see and, uh, and then how it transpires in 2024 because I just look at it and I go, I just don't see how they are back to a championship-level contender. And I don't really know when. I, I, I just don't know how they can pull it all off. I mean, nobody in baseball has ever gone on the offseason and signed a 1, 2, and 3. Or traded for a one, two, and three. That's what they needed. They had a one, two, and three. I mean, and that's operating on the premise that Michaelis, who threw two hundred innings, got to two hundred innings back to back years, uh, and Stephen Matz. I mean, we're talking yeah. about Stephen Matz now. Yeah, those are your two. And Doug, is that Stephen? Maybe that was Stephen. Yeah, those yeah. are four and fives, probably. Yeah, so I don't know how you go out and trade and sign a one, two, and a three in the off season. Well, you you sign one of those, and then you try to trade for the two others. Yeah, I think. but is there a one, two, and three they can afford? Hey, Tim, who's the little gal on your shoulder on YouTube? It's a Learn sticker behind you, it seems. Oh, that's right. Oh. That's yeah, we Learn? Don't have, we don't have the cutout anymore, so I just put a sticker up there. <laughs> you did that. Yeah, I noticed that this morning. How would we know working. that that's Learn? 
It could be King Scott. <laughs> oh, God. So you put that there? I figured she put that there. No, I put it there Friday. Huh. Why don't you put it over your own shoulder? I don't know what you can see over my shoulder. I just put it where it was in the middle of the thing. Well, we don't have the cutout anymore, so I just threw that well, Why there. do we need the cutout or that? Well, Doug, that's what I call a fair question. The cutout was part of the show. What the hell is wrong with this guy? It's from the ill side. Mm. Yeah, maybe you'll get it after seven years. <laughs> was that her there? No. no. Hey, Iggy, last season the Mets signed Scherzer, Verlander, and Quintana. Thanks. That's MJ from the wealthy part of North City. Yeah, you compare this team to the Mets, right? Uh, well, MJ, you can call payroll, you idiot. Probably a one, two, and three. I'm just getting tired of the, the things that make no sense. If you think that we have the same payroll as the Mets, go look at it. Calling the nation all day. Well, it didn't work out for them either, did it? Even if you go out and get two first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah. You see this statistic, doesn't work out. First time the Cardinals will play a game without Adam Wainwright, Albert Pujols, or Yadier Molina on the roster since October, I believe it was 13th, 15th, 16th, whatever, of 2000. 2000, yeah. How do you do? Pujols came up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 those are three. That's a quarter of a century, damn near. Standing players, yeah. That's why this offseason is just so... Well, what is one move if you had to bet a uh, material amount of money that you feel confident they will make? Got to give me a name. Can't say I got a pitch. A name that's out of here? Uh, out or in? Well, I wouldn't have any idea who's going to come in. Uh, who's, who will not be here next year? I guess O'Neill. Yeah. He was, he was the problem this year. <laughs> yeah. I say they sign Snell. Boy. That go is going to cost them, go a them some money. crap load of money, especially with the Yankees and <clears throat> Red Sox in the spot they're in. Aaron Judge was very critical yesterday about uh, the Yankees having a, had a new plan because what they're doing now is not working. And so you've got people in New York, you got Boston. I would imagine San Diego will try, but I don't know if they can. And who else would be in the mix? I mean, there's just, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I'm not saying they'll the get him. That's who I think they'll go out. They'll, they'll open the pocketbook for Snell because they know they need a number one. They know they need to do something. Josh Bob Bill says it's Sonny Gray. He's betting his house. I don't know. I don't think you can bet your house on people coming this way because all the other teams are after the good ones too. Got to sign Otani. He'll take the hometown discount. That's <laughs> Wolf Boy. He's not from here. And he's not going to pitch next year. So you'd be getting a lefty, you'd be getting a darn good left-handed hitter, but that doesn't solve your pitching problems. Iggy just said no one in the history of baseball signed a one, two, and three in the offseason. The texture then pointed out he was wrong again. It's from the five, seven, three. Mm. Can you consider Quintana their third? Probably. Consider he didn't even well pitch half the season. At the start of the year, they might have thought he was going to be a third. I'd have to look at their roster to see what their starting rotation was, but I don't think they signed him as a three. I don't really understand your question. <laughs> the, numbers, the numbers don't mean anything. I'm a one, I'm a two. If everybody's healthy, they all pitch about the same. Guys, you could have put the learn sticker over the Ryan Kelly home loan expert spot on the wall since Old Vienna is apparently the new sponsor of the show. That's oh. a birthday. Is only this is TMA old presented Vienna. by Old Vienna? Is that the, no. the little sausages? No. No, it's Red potato chips. Vienna sausage? 
Well, Chinooks is a sponsor of uh, one of the stations. Of a different station than this yeah, one. We're all, we're, all, we're all one big station here, Hubbard. It was just a friend of mine. He dropped him <laughs> off and said, uh, Luther Burden has a new flavor out. Ranch. No, would that be payola? Give it. No, I'm just thanking the guy. I'm, I'm, he, people bring stuff in all the time, and we thank him for it. They if bring food in? <laughs> right. It's their sponsor. No, how, many times, right. how many times have we mentioned Garassi's? They bring food in. We when you say Garassi's. we. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's one of my, one my uh, father, of course, bankrolls this whole show. Fabulously wealthy. Uh, he was a general salesman, he said. There was a, it was kind of a understood thing that if somebody brought food into the host on KFNS back in the day, that it would automatically lead to a live read. We're just thanking him. Mm-hmm. Well, then the guy who dropped off food cost him probably, you know, I don't know, 10 to $20. He just got himself, you know, something that had 20 times the value. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little strategy. Yeah. Uh, it's a win-win for everybody. Really. <laughs> Minus the actual people paying everybody's paycheck. Well, yeah. Uh, guys, I talked to Jaime Garcia yesterday. He's coming back with Woody Williams next year to solidify the rotation. That's from Fulzy. Well, I, I suppose the off-speed stuff might fool somebody for a while. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably wise up to it and say, oh, that's all he's got. He's throwing, he's throwing 63. <laughs> MJ from the wealthy part of North City is not going to get a chance to call in, Iggy, to argue with you. Says, exactly, Iggy. They spent $100 million on their three top pitchers, and it didn't work out very well. He was the third highest paid pitcher behind Scherzer and Verlander. Again, I enjoy the show, Derp. Oh! That's from MJ from the wealthy mm. part of North City. Okay. Well, again, I'd have to look at the Mets starting rotation going into the offseason. I don't believe they signed him as a three. And they signed all three of those guys last year. I thought that uh, Scherzer and Verlander had been on the team. The year prior. No, this was their first year there. For outrageous money. $40 million a year. Or yeah, something. they made a lot of money. Well, the owner's that. got... The owner is the richest owner in baseball, I believe, Stephen Cohen. So he's got... To throw <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's got that kind of cash to throw around. I don't know if they have that here. Here's what just happened on your show. Iggy, I say they will sign Snell. Tim goes into how it's going to be really difficult. Iggy, well, I'm not saying they will sign Snell. It's <laughs> from Timmy the Tickler, Doug, your favorite texter. No, he's a weasel. Well, they're going to try and sign Snell. I mean, it's never a guarantee. No. Yeah, we're going to sign Snell in the offseason. Everybody else, back away because we're signing him. No. I mean, you have to say yes, and you have to get other teams. You have to outbid them and him to say yes. But yeah. So, all right, I misspoke. They'll go after Snell. Will they get him or not? I don't know, but that's who they're going to go after. Is somebody who just had a fantastic year living in San Diego going to come to St. Louis? For, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Best why, not step into balloon party. Yeah, I don't know why the uh, anybody would come here, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Go about the game. We don't know that unless we ask, Jack. We don't know. Well, why. then you don't understand pitching, and that's okay. Can I say that again? I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Oh, no one understands pitching. That's been the problem. Uh, well, it was one thing to come to St. Louis when you had a team that was a, a contender every year. It's another if you've got a last-place team. That's your opinion. There's not a whole lot right. to sell you, right You assume now. this is a last-place team. There's not a whole lot to sell at the moment, I don't think. You ever been to the zoo? I have. It's free. Yeah, I, I stand back. Guys, can <laughs> KG be your full-time drops guy? What a wonderful performance on the board this morning. That's oh. from Ollie, the pulled pork salesman. I'm Jackson. <laughs> Jackson's doing the drops. And in fairness, uh, KG Notan responded to Ollie, the pulled pork salesman, mm-hmm. uh, who also goes by Get Busy Fitness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's Jackie, baby. That's Jackie. Oh. 
Jackie Baby. You ever go by Jackie? Uh, some people like to mess with my name. I just prefer and how do you like it? Do the ladies call you Jackie? My mom, my mom and dad named me Jackson. It's kind of unique, you know. Most people go Jack. I'm Jackson, so yeah. I kind of prefer to go by Jackson. I don't like when people call me Jax, J-A-X. Why not? Yeah. J-A-X? Yeah. It's not my name. I'm not Jax. Huh. I'm not Jacksonville. No. I'm me, baby. But there's a lot of people who have their names shortened. Sure. Like Richard becomes Rich. Timothy yeah. becomes Dick. Tim. How does John become Jack? I don't know. And what is that person? about? I don't know. Because they would say, like, Jack Kennedy, but his name is John. Yeah. I don't, really I don't know. I don't know. Why did the future Bowling Hall of Famer put his acceptance speech on Facebook, then took it down? It was written gold. That's from Mr. Bojangles. Iggy, you posted your acceptance speech? Uh, just the first couple of lines. Oh, that was this weekend, wasn't it? No, it's next, next weekend. weekend. Oh. I was just working on it this weekend, and I said, you guys get a sneak peek. They, they had a chance to read it, then I took it down. <laughs> you had a chance to... It's a big loss for anyone who didn't happen to see it, I guess. No, you had a... You know, people started asking me, telling me to change things. I said, I don't need any critiquing of it, so... Oh, what was the gist of it? Actually, your number two pitcher for the Mets uh, was David Peterson. What? <laughs> Cody Sanga was fourth, and Carlos Carrasco was fifth. No, you asked one question, what? and you got a different answer. Well, I was just going through it. The Mets rotation before Quintana. Uh, it was Max Scherzer, Justin Furlaner was three, David Peterson was second. So that was your one, two, three. So Quintana wasn't a three. So I don't know about that. You can stop with that talk. I, I simply wanted to know what the gist of this bowling Hall of Fame speech. I just I started like I was – because I'm going to be the last one speaking. There's eight inductees going in. Normally it's four. The year I go in, they put eight in. And you have all these other awards like Bowler of the Year, Female Bowler of the Year, Senior of the Year. And I go last because I begin with an S, Strode. So I just started by saying, uh, have we taken breakfast orders yet? Meaning it's way too late for this. And then I said, this is the first time in my life I wish my last name was Aaron. Which means it would start with an AA. Two fabulous lines to get it going. <laughs> Pete, what's that line? What's up, Pete? And then somebody said, well, you should probably say Anderson because Aaron could be different ones. And I didn't put that much thought into it. I just put it up there and everybody had a chance to read it. And then if you didn't read it by yesterday, it's gone. Yeah, too bad. I don't want to give too much away. Iggy did it as a total humble brag, not knowing that nobody cares. That's from General Horseplay. Mm -hmm. Humble brag? Yeah. Why? Because I'm going into this Hall of Fame? Yeah. I mean, people know I'm going into it. I don't. It's nothing new. Well, some do. The people that listen to this show. Well, if you're on my Facebook page, you know, because I posted it when I was, oh, it was announced so I was going in. Oh, bragged before. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, you know, exciting news. I mean, there aren't many people that are in two Hall of Fames. No, no. And so, have been able to remain remarkably humble through yeah. it all. <laughs> so, so, it's, uh, so it wasn't a humble brag. It was just, hey, no. this is what I'm doing Saturday. Here's a little right. sneak peek of what I'm like. Mm-hmm. MJ from the wealthy part of North City is losing his mind. Jesus Christ! Quintana was going to be number three, but after signing him, they discovered an underlying injury, and he started the season on the IL. That's MJ, and he's from the wealthy part yeah. of North City. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't going to be the three. Peterson was the three. Awesome. I don't know. Do some research. <laughs> Make period it period stop period after an altar boy. Well, maybe if you had quit throwing uh, the one, two, three out there all the time, I'll I'll stop uh, responding to it. I already said he wasn't a three. 
You said he was, so leave it at that. How do we know? There's no way to know exactly. Well, who's that's right. Three, you don't know. So just quit posting. You don't know. We're signing Quintana's our three. No, you signed him. You don't know he's going to be a three. They had David Peterson. But their point was, you said no one had ever done. Well, it. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't signed as a three. He signed as a four. But one, two, three, four, Maybe five, even five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, yeah, twelve. How many, how many pitchers they had? I mean, he made him in below Carrasco. I love when you schmucks spend the first 10 minutes of the show on Monday choosing a topic when we all know Ken is about to happen no matter what. And since it's Monday, he's about to happen long time. <laughs> That's from Arbor Day. The theory is you don't talk to anybody for about 72 hours, and so you just are kind of loaded for bear, and the rest of us just sit back. I think I said that one week. I said, you know, I get no human interaction throughout the week. None? Not when even come these neighbors? Here. No, I don't talk to them. Um... You don't go out at all on the weekends? Not really. Did you do anything this weekend? Uh, what did I do this weekend? Clean the house. Little gobble bowl stuff. Watched a lot of football. Came up here had a cup of coffee. Well, you came up I've here had a landing strip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried to relax on Saturday morning when I woke up and just hot bed of activity. It seems like a hassle to get in the car and drive here just to I get a cup of coffee. three minutes away. I know, but still. And then I sit on the patio with the uh, fountain on and, you know, just relax, do a little work, wrote a speech, talked to Frank a little bit from El Balago. Huh. Yeah. You had yourself quite a little time. Yeah, so it's relaxing to me. All right. Munganess is relaxing to me, Doug, that service area. St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. What do you love about Munganus? The relaxing. Yeah. You know that you're in the right place. You know that they'll take care of your car, and they got a fabulous little waiting room right there. Yeah, they do. Get some snick snacks while you wait. Jamie great, Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, service. Peter Munganus, they're going to yeah. take great care of you, aren't they? Yeah, they always have, and they always will. And not just us, anybody. Yeah. A lot of people, once you go the first time, you go, oh, I found my car, guys. This is where I'm going. My neighbor's going there today. Is oh, there Yeah. He reached Thought out. you were sideways with the neighbors. Different neighbors. No, I have two good neighbors. Two good neighbors. Um, yeah, the one upstairs, I don't even know how he got my number. He texted me. I'm not going to be a dick and say, how'd you get my number? He's a nice guy. Um, but he said, I need some body work done. I said, let me ask Clayton, because if they don't do it, they know where, where they can send you. So Clayton just said, yeah, have him call me. I'll take care of him. So he's going to go see him today. How about that? Clayton just said, give him, here's my yeah, cell. Yeah, how about that? Here's my cell. I agree with you. How give me a call. 314-252-0029. If you want to text, uh, Clayton is going to get back to you right away or call. 314-252-0029 or go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. It is Munganast, the sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour here on TMA. Place your title sponsorship right here. Design Air Heating and Cooling is online at designairservice.com. Design Air is the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, a podcast that really is excited about getting uh, emails from women now. Yeah, occasionally. At least it's guys dressed up as women. Take so, on a female name. So what? They still email us. Yeah. Uh, QFT, IT McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Iggy, the weather looks wonderful. Now, this is the time to get your furnace tuned up. I just did it last week. Design Air was over. It's wonderful. Uh, go online at DesignAirService.com to schedule your furnace tune-up now so when the weather does get cold, you're taken care of. But I mean, the forecast is glorious for the hit and giggle. As I said it would be, and then somebody... High of 71, sunny, mm-hmm. sweet somebody, mother of mercy. I think Doug last week said, I got the app saying it's 62. I said, well, <laughs> you need to check what? that app again. 
I got highs in the 80s next week. According to that, that's that. I mean, it's Apple. Really? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it's. I got high 70s. So, um, yeah, we're getting. We'll be through 10 days of October with perfect weather. So, I hope that isn't a harbinger of things to come. Now, what do you mean? Well, we're having a great October. Then when December and January hits, it's going to be zero. But maybe it'll be a, Maybe it'll be another mild winter. I think the harbinger would be a warm November and December. Right. By right. definition. Not just the exact well, opposite. The opposite of harbinger, whatever that would be. Unharbinger? Right. I don't know that that's a word at all. No. Well, let's just hope we have a nice winter because it's coming. Winter is coming, as Ned Stark once said. Oh, you think it's going to be rough? No, I hope not. Hey, you don't know in this city. Whatever the uh, whatever the almanac says, just go the opposite. Because last year, the, alm- the farmer's almanac, be a brutal winter. Well below freezing temperatures all winter. Well, you were off on that one, farmer. Oh. Well. Apple goes as far as a week from this Wednesday. So that's what, 10 yeah. days or so? Yeah, it's how about still that? Still 80 degrees. I'm telling you. Shave strokes. Look in the middle of October, 80 degrees. I love it. Yeah. I thought of this the other day. But the one Not, thing bad is it's a harbinger of a really rough winter. Trick or treat, bitches. It's, Not, unharb- uh, it's an unharbinger. <laughs> Now, now, I'm not talking San Diego weather, but if you had a choice, every second of every day for 12 months out of the year would be 60 degrees. Would you take that compared to having to have winter? Like I don't every, understand the question, sir. All right. Well, you know, in the, in the summer you have 100 degrees sometimes. Right. You know, the spring is usually nice, 75, 80. Winters can be anywhere from 50 to zero. You don't know. Would you change all of that and say, okay, you can have every day, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, 60 degrees. Would you take it? Sure. Yeah. Yes. That's kind of like Northern California weather. It's a little San Francisco-ish. Well, San Francisco can get kind of brutal in the winter. I don't think it's so. It's warmer in the winter. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's, it's actually cold. <laughs> yeah. The longest, the what is the Mark Twain thing, the it's, longest winter I ever spent was July in San Francisco, yeah, something like that? Yeah, in San Francisco, yeah. yeah. I get, I'm but just every thinking day if there was one area that that's about what you get, I think Northern yeah. California might be it. I was there in December once. It was like, yeah, 55 to 60 yeah. degrees every day. Never great. warmer, never hotter, not 65, not 68, not yeah. 60 Sign on the button up. for yeah. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Sure, I'd take that. Would you? Second. Yeah. Why are we still doing this wiggy weather bit thing? I legitimately do not understand. It finally got sponsored after five years of nonsense, and then they dropped it after 72 hours oh. yeah, it wasn't when, they, when they realized what it was. Let it die! Oh, come on. <laughs> well, at least they gave it time. Um, <laughs> nice what, run. You answered your own question. We did it for five years before there was a sponsor, so why yeah. are we still doing it? That's nothing to do with a sponsor. We're still trying to find another one. And Tim just asked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really important. <laughs> There's a chance NASA will sponsor And us. when you're as right as often as I am, why wouldn't you ask? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd, of course I'd take 60 degrees year-round. All right. Yeah. Never warmer. You know, middle of summer, you're out there playing golf. It's 60 degrees. Okay. Sounds lovely. Like yeah. a little wind. Be a little chilly. Well, now, it's, now, now you're now changing. The parameters the have changed. Yeah. <laughs> 60 degrees sounds very pleasant to me. <laughs> I would like a little, if you said 70, I'd say even better, but 60? Well, that's why I said 60. That's a little iffy. It makes you think a little bit. You know, I want to want some 80 and 85 degree days in the spring and summer. And... No, I'll take 60. Yeah, I'd probably take yeah, 62. At least deal. you know you're not going to have to shovel snow or anything. Right. Or drive in it or. Yeah. This weekend, 
I got blacked out, then had my whole dugout. Mm. After finishing on the headboard, I ordered $70 of Domino's and passed out in the nude before the pizza got to the house. Don't say in the nude. Doug, that's from Collar Buzz. We didn't need any of that. We didn't need any well, of we're that. We're kind of doing an update on what we all did this weekend. And, and that was Collar Buzz. Passed out in the nude. I didn't need to hear that. He got his whole dugout and ordered $70 of uh, Domino's. Well, the, the problem is you wake up and then you go out to your front door and there's old pizza that you just realized you, you ordered didn't go last get it. night. Yeah. Yeah. 70 so bucks, that'd get you about... Uh, uh, five pizzas or something? Nah, not with the DoorDash fees or the yeah delivery fees. That might be one za. One for one seventy or, bucks. One or two. They bang you on the delivery fees. Uh, Domino's isn't expensive. It's not Domino's. That's the expensive part. It's anytime you get something delivered on one of those third-party apps, they get you. But I think Domino's has their own delivery, don't they? Oh, you're probably right. Yeah. I'm going to take a nap. And when I wake, if he's still talking, I know it's time for the Gatesworth. It's from Chairman Steve in Wild, but he's had enough of today's program. 805 nap. Well, how long of a nap you're taking? How about if I take a nap and you're not texting in anymore? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Gosh. Well, what do you want to talk about, Steve? Go ahead and text in. Don't call. Please don't call. I guess what, what is a harbinger and what is an unharbinger would be a good topic. I would like to talk Ryder Cup, but that's up to you guys. Oh, okay. Well, why wouldn't we? You can dive into that now, right? Well, be not not just for the uh, results, because I mean it's just I, I don't know how some of these matchups. Why you kept throwing Spieth and Thomas back out there? You kept throwing Morikawa out there. He sucked. You didn't play uh, Follower at all on Saturday. Uh, then you start making excuses about. Uh, little bit of bug going through our room. I'm not making excuses. Well, you brought it up. So, yes, nobody asked you were people oh, sick. Gosh. You brought it up on Friday. Yeah, a little bit of bug going through. Our doctors are doing great. It's not an excuse. Well, it was because you just brought it up. Okay. You said making that. excuses. So, we'll have Tiger next year. We don't have to worry about it. But um, this Joe LaCava thing with the hats. And Rory had every reason to be upset. Not because they were shaking their hats because Cantley made a putt and they still got two putts to tie the hole. But he's doing it right next to Rory where he's trying to line up his putt. And all Rory just said, can he move? You're... Yeah, and then he started yelling, you're a caddy. Oh, Stay the hell out of it. Huh? You have no business celebrating and running around the green with a hat. <laughs> well, I caddy for people. We really had no celebrating at all. Um, but you're a caddy. You don't need to be running around the green shaking your hat. Get the hell out of there. Rory had every reason to be upset. And then you took it to the parking lot. You had to go further. It's really stupid. Oh. <laughs> There's my take on Joe LaCava. <laughs> Clip that off. Here is, uh, here is what Rory had to say on the Joe LaCava situation and how it led to fueling Team Europe for Sunday. A lot went on the last 24 hours. I know it's been emotional for you. Can you just tell us what took place this morning and a meeting with Joe Carver on property? How was your head entering this match today? I haven't met you. There was no clear up of what took place last night? I haven't met you. Okay, so how were you feeling after what took place and how determined were you to win this blue point? Um, I was focused. I was very focused. Um, I let it fuel me. I didn't take, let it take away from what's been a fantastic week. and. Um, you know, I, I, I used that little incident last night to my advantage. 
And did it fuel the team in general, do you think? Yeah, it did. You know, it was a bit of a deflating um, finish last night, but I think what <clears throat> what transpired on that last green, it all gave us a bit of a, a fire in our bellies to go out and try to get the job done today. Was he saying, I haven't met Joe? Is that what he said? Yeah, LaCava has said I that uh, I talked to Rory this morning and we cleared the air. And, oh, LaCava said that? And Rory said, no, I didn't talk to him. I didn't know he said that. I thought it was a report from Golf Digest. But I didn't know what Kava said. I think it was a report that either LaCava told them or Bones McKay or one of the other caddies said, yeah, they talked this morning and cleared the air. Somebody said they'd met this morning. That's why she asked the question. He said, I never met him. I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of McElroy thinking he's the moral police of all things professional golf. Just relax. A well, he is the face of the PGA him. Tour now, so he, I guess he thinks he obligation to speak because Tiger's not there anymore, so somebody's got to be the face right. of this I don't know. tour. No one has to be the face. They're all the face. It's an individual sport. Well, it's an individual sport, but it's a entity, and you know, when things are happening, like Live Golf and the Saudis, and somebody's got to be a spokesperson. It's not going to be Monaghan. Yeah. So Rory brings it upon himself and pretty much elected to be the speaker for the PGA Tour. I guess. I think what he was really pissed off about is the fact that he lost. That's what I think it was about, and that was his way to to vent. I know in the moment he was asking him to get out of his line, but I think he was pissed that he lost, and it let the United States at least go to bed thinking they had some chance. I think that that's what that was really about. You're talking about the parking lot or on the green? I'm talking about the parking lot. Yeah, I think that's what that was about. Yeah, and it cost me money, money, because I lost. I Doug? missed cashing by a point and a half, okay. and that would have been now five points. Now we're getting down one. to it. Now <laughs> but, uh, just hit the raw nerve. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is the Ryder Cup, and, you know, tensions are high. and Awful lot of crying. <laughs> Awful lot of crying involved. Yeah, Shuffler lost after he cried. Doug, they lost nine and seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he cried after that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, why I, is there any crying at all? Why is anyone out there crying? And you have it's a, a one. It's a sports event. There's always going to be a winner and a loser. You're all fabulous multimillionaires. There's no reason to be crying over any any of this. And the Europe, European press is just a joke too. I mean, they just make stuff up to try and, you know. Yeah, fortunately, it doesn't go on in the United States. <laughs> no, it well, never happens here. <laughs> but they're the ones that made stuff up this year. Uh, Cantillay never said we need money. I'm not wearing this hat. There's frac. There's friction in the clubhouse. I mean, none of that stuff went on. Does it matter if there's friction in the clubhouse <laughs> when you're standing on the tee trying to hit your ball straight? Do you care what's well, according said to, to you? according to the captains, is you know we're we're a cohesive team. We're all bonding together in it's, our it's, pods it's and over. I could not agree more. Yeah. It becomes over a, a putt, yeah, you it, could care less what 100% and whether or not you hit the ball off the club face or not, the Tommy Fleetwood hit a ball that was perfect under pressure, probably 300 yards on 16, 300 plus yards. It's got nothing to do with whether or not they're getting along in the room or not. Or you hit a 290 yard such drive. It's a BS you a, thing. You got, a, you got a bad lie. Oh boy, if only the chemistry right. was better in the clubhouse. It's such a Yeah, I agree with you. But that's all that's all the captains and the Ryder Cup and all along they said, why does Europe play so well and win so many in a row before the U.S. took over? Well, because we have more camaraderie. We do things together. No, they had the guys DP who hit tour. fairways higher percentage yeah, than the United yeah. States. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> but the, but the Ryder Cup they think is different and they want to make things up. And, yeah. Well, that's you know, media. 
Well, they I mean, say look it. at Super Bowl week. Super well, Bowl week, all these this is these trivial things. Well, I get that they say that, but they also get asked about it. Like Cardinal players don't necessarily go out of their way to talk about the best fans in baseball. They get asked about it on opening day. Yeah, and, they and so then it becomes it. a let me feed you the line. And then you regurgitated. But I think the question that I first heard. Jordan Spieth had a great analysis because the United States, for whatever reason, really struggles in alternate shot. I have no idea. I think they've been outscored 20 to 4 in the last three European Ryder Cups in alternate shot. And why? That is a data point. That is of note. And he gave an answer that had nothing to do with whether or not they were laughing in the you know room or if Patrick Cantlay was wearing a hat and what else. Uh, that's something that needs to be analyzed. Eduardo Molinari, the brother of Francesco Molinari, who was the leader when Tiger won the Masters in 2019, is a data nerd, and they set up the course based on what was beneficial to the European team. Sure, they did better drivers, so we're going to make the rough driver driving. Sure, sure. Yeah, and it was cut down, actually, relative to when it was uh, what it was like earlier in the year. But, I mean, I, I realize also most people have zero interest in hearing about that. What's titillating and what got everybody talking was Patrick Cantley not wearing a hat, the United States waving at the team after he made that, after uh, the crowd, after he made that long putt on Saturday, and then LaCava. But as far as, like, why the Europeans won, I mean, what, the Americans really got along when Bryson was on the team a couple of years ago and... Mickelson was on the team, you know. No, I mean, I, I know you're not saying that, but I'm saying if you like play this out, it's just, it's just a BS thing, yeah. you know. Well, it all started I don't know 30 years ago, and it wasn't a question about how come you guys are, you know, so close to each other. Somebody, I think, it might have been the Golf Channel, asked the question: Why is the European team just so successful? And I think whoever this captain said. Well, I think it's because on the European tour, we're a lot closer than they are on the PGA tour. We do things together. And that's the first time I heard that. And then everybody kind of jumped on it. Oh, they're so cohesive. They're, they're great friends in a clubhouse, and the PGA tour is all individuals, and they're not team players. And that's where that all started from. Now it's every year. It's, oh, we're great in the pods. These four pods are great, and these guys get along together. They're playing ping pong together. And, and now that's when it started. And now every year, it's every two years, it's the same thing. Why are we talking about this? Those effing losers got their ass kicked. And like I said Friday, they're a national embarrassment. Kepka should be banned from that event forever from getting embarrassed nine and seven. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko, and he's had enough with Brooks Kepka. Why are we talking about it? But you just texted in about it. Hmm. My favorite part was when it appeared that Europe had had won the thing, I guess when Spieth conceded a putt. Ricky. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Oh, I thought it was... Spieth conceded a putt to somebody. Ricky and, receded him. And some old guy ran ran out of the stands, ran across yeah, the fairway, and jumped into the Fleetwood. lake. Yes. Yeah, that was the that was, was the on best 16. moment. Yeah. for no apparent reason, he there, just ran and jumped. There into was the lake. about a half hour where I'm like, "Holy crap, they can win this thing!" Well, it really it did happen. Yeah. Scheffler uh, not getting that full point on Rom was the killer. That hurt. I mean, Ricky Fowler blowing it into the water on 16 is that's just. Yeah, there was a lot of red on the board. Yeah, they were they were actually in position to win the Ryder Cup. They really were. If if you were watching it, I don't know how many people were really watching it, but you know, I absolutely watched it. They were in position, and I guess Fowler felt like he had to be aggressive with uh, the situation. They couldn't tie, 
And uh, and so he just, I mean, he just missed it horribly. At the same time, Homa did the same thing, and Homa was the star for the United States. He blew it right into that water. Yeah, he was. Lucky. I mean, Ricky R- Rory McIlroy hit three wood onto that green. His stock <laughs> three wood, stock three wood is three hundred five yards. I mean, dear God, <laughs> and rough. he's he's my size, right, you yeah. know. And I think it was Zach Johnson that uh, talked speed into hitting three wood on that hole on he Friday, he I believe. He said, he said, I would never tell someone what to hit. Well, if you, you watch strategy. the replay, he walks right up to him and says something in his ear, and he goes and pulls the three wood, so he must have said something. They <laughs> gave him information. He doesn't give advice. He just gives information. All right. Well, everybody's hitting three wood here. That sounds like advice to me. I don't think everybody was hitting three wood. Rory did, because Rory can hit it further than anybody. Well, or he hit three wood just to miss left. Yeah. Well, whatever he said, he changed clubs. So maybe he didn't say, hit three wood here, buddy, but he gave him enough information to make him switch clubs. So I texted Friday, uh, avocado pit. Doug, what's avocado pit? Know. Friday after they lost 4 nothing. Stop talking about it. We know your whole reason for bringing it up was to remind everybody you caddied for a bunch of C-level girls at an LPGA tournament oh. 30 years ago. Shut up! Oh, was well, I, I never brought that up. And I said you just texted because you said, why are we talking about this? They lost Friday. They hit. They shouldn't have won six, seven. That you just broke it down again. So you talked about it today too. And I don't even think I brought up the LPGA. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dan Rappaport, who does the, who is now like the main barstool reporter. He's at, he's really really good. He was great on the coverage, but he had a great point. He was just like the Ryder Cup is ripe for over analysis because for all year we don't get to talk about you know pairings or formats or analyze anything from a team perspective it's all individual there's nothing really to analyze so it's always going to be overanalyzed by right. the golf media. same thing with the super bowl same right. thing with college football i mean college football i was watching paul feinbaum and matt berry they do a show i was watching it on youtube this morning actually before coming in and it all it is it's just it's it's all it really is but i mean it's i'm sure we we're guilty of it too it's narrative driven mm-hmm. you know i mean the real information set up Told the little story a hundred times. I was doing a show with Jim Edmonds about a decade ago, and I was all worked up about, I think, the Cardinals and Dodgers, NLCS. And then he goes, well, I mean, the truth is, unless you're in the clubhouse, you really don't know what's going on. Like, oh, my God, you just basically just dropped a nuclear bomb on Mm. sports talk radio and podcasts now because that is is the truth. So it, it all just becomes speculative. You know, I mean, the United States did go over to Europe and had a scouting mission for the golf course, which I did think was a great Ryder Cup venue. And uh, as far as the way it's set up down the stretch and Jordan Spieth didn't go, but he just had a baby and Cantlay and Xander Shoffley didn't go. And now there's a story this morning that Jan- Xander Shoffley was nearly booted from the team uh, because his father was hyperactive. And so all that does is add credence to reports that Cantlay and, and Xander Shoffley weren't necessarily high on being a part of it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the team was fractured. So you could have some things be true and other things be false uh, in a report. But then what happens in 2023 in media is if one part of it is inaccurate, then the whole thing gets blown up. Like the Brett McMurphy, KU, Missouri thing. I think he said either Missouri was going to go to a certain bowl or KU was going to go to a certain bowl, and then that proved to be just not true. And so then the part about Missouri and KU playing in the Liberty Bowl, see, the whole thing's false. But in reality, I believe he had one thing right, and then somebody lost, and then that had a trickle-down effect on the bowl projections. 
But then if somebody doesn't like a story, then they'll point to that part to then discredit the whole story or discredit the reporter or something like, you know, Bernie Miklas had the Matt Painter thing and it was 12 years ago, but he still has to own it even though he's got a 40-year, you know, Hall of Fame career. Um, it's just the way that the game is played. In, in particular now more with podcasts and social media, which really have no form of accountability if you're incorrect. That guy in, in England, is it Jamie? I don't know. I know nobody knows. Weir, I thought. I, I thought it was Jamie Weir. Yeah. Uh, reported something, and Patrick Cantley didn't even know what the hell he was talking about with the hat thing, oh, yeah. you know. And that's that's what started that whole thing. Sky Sports, that's where Jamie. Yeah, was Sky Sports. But he'll be on the No Laying Up podcast. It started the whole thing. Right. So imagine something as inconsequential, relatively speaking, as the Ryder Cup, and how one tweet becomes the truth, and then it impacts. All of that, the domino effect that then followed. One tweet. Imagine the misinformation we receive in things that actually matter in the world and how there's no proof to say, hey, this is, this is BS. <laughs> uh, and some and people, people believed it. it. I saw a post on Facebook. Well, still believe it. Yeah, I saw a post on Facebook talking about it and saying, oh, cantilate, you know, you want money, just quit. You know, if you don't want to wear the hat because you know you're not getting any money, then just don't play on the team. And I said, well, that's not what happened. He didn't wear the hat because it didn't fit, and he didn't wear a hat two years ago, yeah. either. So it has it's hard to believe you that, couldn't get a hat that fits. That I don't buy personally. Yeah, maybe he just didn't like the hat. He's like, I don't like the, I don't but like the the first the hat manufacturer the first or something. Really bad. If you watched the interviews with him, he absolutely thinks they should be paid to play yes. in the Ryder Cup because yes. he was very evasive with that. But then at the same time, when he was asked about the hat thing, he was completely confused by the whole thing. He didn't even know what the hell was going on by it. So oh, if you're asking me what I think was going on, I think he absolutely wanted to be paid. But I think the hat thing was something that was concocted. That in the whole scheme of things, who yeah. gives a damn? It was weird. Think but, it, but, he didn't wear, but he didn't wear a hat at Whistling Straits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, then you'd think he would have just said that. I just don't want to wear a hat. He did. Well, the interview I heard, he said that the hat didn't fit. Right. So, how hard is it to get a hat that fits? That's got to be. I mean, you see baseball hats just, sometimes. So, just say, I did, just didn't want to wear the hat. Maybe he's got a weird head. Trust me, I know all about it. And then, well, let's just start. It's Canley! Drop the A, you ass! Ah! No, Who's your daddy? It's Drinkowitz, too. Um, I mean, this. I think it's like four Ryder Cups ago when they started talking about getting paid, and some players came out and said, we should get paid for this, you're all making money off this. And that's when it started that they should all get paid. I think they get paid at the President's Cup now. They do. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Jaime Diaz on the Golf Channel said that 20% of the, I don't know if it's the revenue or the profit, um, from the Ryder Cup goes to the PGA Tour pension. So they do get paid. Yeah, funnel. And it's tax-free. Right. So that, that's an important part of the discussion. That's the only place I heard that. That doesn't mean that it wasn't said elsewhere, but I obviously consumed a lot of information about the event. So they do. It's just I, I it's, it's like saying, well, I don't get paid. I get a 401k. Well, no, you're actually getting paid, and if anything, yeah. it's pretty good because it's taxed until you withdraw it, unless you're Roth hiring. Yeah. And you fly a private jet over there. You're staying in tremendous surroundings. You get fed every night. Uh, so what, you're there for a week, and you don't get paid for it. I can see where they would want a little something extra for that. No, I can see that, but, you know, it's always been like that, and you're all multimillionaires anyway, but... Well, so are, the, so are the people that run yeah, I get broadcast it. networks. I get it, but y'all talk about us for the country. And, and first of all, this is just so overblown as for our country. Well, you're, you don't, there's some countries can't even play in it. So you just leave out the, well, we got the President's Cup. Well, good. It's not the Ryder Cup. Min, Min Woo Lee. Adam <laughs> Scott. 
I was wondering when he was going to get These guys can't <laughs> play in the Ryder <laughs> Cup. Literally, because, it's at 823. Because we, <laughs> that's been the case forever. I know that. it is, but still, it makes no sense that we're playing for our country. Why can't they play for their country? They do, President's Cup. I said the President's Cup isn't like the Ryder Cup. I don't even know why there is a President's Cup. It's just to let Australia play, I guess. In South um, Africa. It's all about Australia. And Asia. Um, that's why I th- that's why the Soham Cup is a joke. You know, USA, we're the best. We'll take on everybody but Asia, which is 12 of the top 20 in the country are from Asia, so we didn't get to play them. You're, and you still couldn't win. So it's just, you know, we're fighting for a country. What about the other countries? You know, you don't let them do USA what versus is- the world or <laughs> Asia versus the world. Have the USA be part of playing against Asia because you're not the best country in the world when it comes to golf. Tushy boat. Where that tushy boat? Hey. Where is it? <laughs> As far as I could tell, there was no tissue booth on that course this week. There was plenty of opportunity to have one there. Well, it's yeah. Italy. It's was, Italy. There was some. There was some play going on somewhere in the woods. I was thinking in, behind the 16 green, there could have been a nice tissue booth. Because you get that good camera angle from the tee box. Yeah. What a beautiful last three holes, by the way. Perfect for the ending. You know who was there? Sarah B. in the place to be was there. She was in Italy for the Ryder Cup. Sarah B. in the place to be, Doug. And who was that? Sarah B. She's doing a show with Jay and Joe oh, okay. and. Ken, is this a sketch or a bit right now? There's no way that this is real. That's from DraftKings Cal. It was very real. And I I believe that wholeheartedly, that when you leave countries out, and and it's always the USA versus, the USA versus. You're not not the best country for golf anymore. So why is it you against everybody else? Why can't it be another country versus you be part of the other, you know? Well, because this is a historic thing they've been doing for many years. I know it's not going to change, but I can still have an opinion that I don't think... You know, especially the Solheim Cup. The USA should not be playing anybody. We'll play everybody. Nah. If you played Asia versus the world, you may have two girls on the team on the road, on the Solheim well, Cup team. you're talking about the women's golf. Yeah, and it's the same in the USA. I mean, you would think that the USA, as far as rankings, had probably better players. In women's golf? They had four rookies on their team. But hardly anyone the follows team. women's golf. I'm talking about the Ryder Cup. Now we're back to men's golf. Yeah, they probably... <laughs> Yeah, they probably had the better team, but you you leave out other countries. They you leave out other countries. They don't have the best team, so it should be the world versus pick another country than the USA. It's always USA versus USA versus USA versus. How about USA just goes into the, like the President's Cup? All the countries that don't get to play, the President Cup would be, you know, Australia versus the world, and have the USA play on the other team, not the USA team. I don't know. Because we're by far the biggest country with the, with the golf being such a huge sport. Hello. I mean, we got, <laughs> we got 300 and, 330 million people that live here. How many so, people live in Australia? Doug, six. Probably a six. fraction of that. Nowhere near that. Kylie Minogue. Well, if you're going by population. Angela White. Should be India versus yeah, Great Britain. Not a, it's not a big golf country. Is Paul Hogan still alive? Crocodile Monday? I, I think what he got is. Well, I don't know. What do you got against Arjun Atwell? I don't uh, have anything against 25 million is the population. 25 million. So California is as big as Australia. <laughs> he's still alive. Really? So Eight, he's in too. 83 bills. Nice. You like Crocodile Monday? Uh, yeah. I thought it was okay. Yeah. It made me really question the Solheim Cup. <laughs> 
Let's start a petition. Yeah, out of the Let's start a petition. It should be Asia versus the rest of the world and just have the USA be part a, of the rest of the world. This is just a tournament that's been going on forever, so let them have it. Yeah, but then they bitch about this. Or hey, but those other countries, Australia might have something going with New Zealand or something. I don't know or care. Let them do it. Well, then quit complaining about I'm it. I'm not complaining Doug, about quit complaining. it. Solheim Cup. Doug, why are you complaining about the Solheim Cup? You're part of the because problem, of Crocodile Doug. Dundee. The USA was complaining. This is the perfect time with uh, us in Europe and the Ryder Cup next week in Europe. We could have promoted both tours and had a whole thing. No, nobody cares about you. Don't blame the PGA because they don't want to promote them with you. Oh. I just thought there was too much crying. That's what I took away from it. Stop the crying. Why is it so emotional? Who did you see weeping outside of Scotty Scheffler? Uh, I saw Zach Johnson was in tears during his interview. I saw uh, didn't I saw John Rahm said he was crying at one point. Two years ago, Rory cried like a baby. <laughs> Stop the crying! <laughs> I never give up on my dreams. Yeah. Okay. That's Scotty. Jackson's the, having a big day. <laughs> Scotty, after getting killed nine seven. World by the tail. You're. Fabulously wealthy, and you're not yet 30 years old. What could possibly bring you to tears on the golf course? Yeah, they're playing for their country. They let their country down. I don't think anybody in the country cared. Yeah, I don't think anyone in the country is going to change their their thought process based on what happened in a golf match. Geez, I sure don't feel good about living in Spain anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Someone hit this guy with a trank dart, please. That's from the pig of the coal mine. We're all talking about it. I like the idea of talking about it. Uh, do you support the uh, EDF group as a sponsor at TMA? It's real simple. Uh, do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at the edfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom while you do a couple Are of live spots. Are you leaving now? We might get back to the Solheim All right, I'll, I'll pee in my pants. So. I would have been, ba- been back by the time we got okay. done with two or three live spots. You should wet yourself. Oh, the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the EDF group.com. The EDF group is hot. It will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF group difference. Learn more at the EDF group.com. Jackson, Doug, tell me about your hair and why it's so lush. Oh, well, you know. I had some people, some friends who I haven't oh, seen for a while. Oh, really? They're starting to notice? They, no go, they go, you get a haircut? I go, well, you know, a couple months ago, they go, it looks really good. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm telling you. And I also have some friends who uh, might need themselves a little bit of... <laughs> a little bit of. You uh, tried to turn them on to it. Well, I just said, you know, don't be afraid. I didn't want to, like, name names, but I was like, don't be afraid. I got a little solution here for you. Go to St. Louis Hair Restoration. Bill, just go for Bill. a consultation. Bill, Bill, I'm, not, Bill, Bill. I'm not saying you need to go in there and immediately start, you know, spending money or... or getting you know, a new hair situation, a surgery or something. That's not what I'm saying. Just go in for a consultation. They're very knowledgeable. They are patients themselves. Founder Greg Kreiling and Dr. Polinga, they're patients themselves. They've been through it. They know that when you look in the mirror and you're seeing the hair isn't where it was maybe five, ten years ago, that it can be really tough for your mental health. Go in there and talk to them because they'll have solutions. For me, it wasn't as invasive as an FUE procedure. It was just simply uh, some finasteride I take every morning and this laser cap they give me. I wear it like six minutes a night. Super easy to do. But in some situations, like Doug, they say, hey, how about some FUE? It's a really cool procedure. Doug, tell us a little bit about the FUE. Yeah, you're talking about how your friends react. My friends, almost all of them, could use it. 
<laughs> I'm wearing a hat or something. They lift up my hat and they said, "Oh, who are you trying to fool?" I'm not trying to fool anybody. I'd, ra- I'd just rather have hair than not have hair. And now I'm starting to get it. I'm a little more than three months out, and I've got some. I got a lot of wispy little hair here mm, in the front because wisps, I had that tufts. FUE procedure where you, you can permanently have hair where you didn't used to have it. So if uh, your hair has been bothering you, if you look in the mirror, you don't have to be old. You don't have to be young. At any age, they can they can take care of you. But if your hair has bothered you and you don't like the way that it looks now, do something about it. There is a permanent solution, and they have that at St. Louis Hair Restoration. Dr. Polenga is outstanding at this. He's done it for many years. He's done some big-name people when he worked in uh, Nashville. Of course, he couldn't tell you. They keep that confidential. But he said he's worked on some big-name people in the country music industry. And now he's worked on some big-name people in HD2 Radio. Yes. Uh, because he's worked on us. Bill, and Bill, 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 Bill. It takes about six months after an FUV procedure Bill, to Bill, see Bill, Bill, a, a lot Bill, of hair Bill. grow. So I'm only about halfway there. And I've already got a lot of wisps. Look at me on YouTube. A lot of wispy hair right there on the hairline. It's coming in. And it can come in for you, too. And as I keep saying, because everybody seems to ask me, how much did it hurt? Didn't hurt at all. Didn't hurt in the least. They numb uh, the scalp up so that there's no pain involved. A little bit of swelling for some people, certainly no pain. So if you're thinking about doing this, go ahead, pull the trigger, get it done. You'll be happy that you did. Check out all the information at stlouishairrestoration.com. The Illinois Recovery Center is the new premier inpatient substance abuse facility in Swansea, Illinois. When it comes to the disease of addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission is to be the receiving hand in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individual struggling and family alike. If you or someone you know wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. Send your emails in for the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day, the morning after, at InsideSTL.com. Text in, EDF Group, text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. And you're welcome to call in, 636-9004. TMA. This is TMA. Place your title sponsorship here from the Michelob Ultra Studios.